Thank you for listening to the Power Shift Mindset. We'll be discussing techniques, concepts, and strategies to help you achieve the success and happiness you're looking for. Hey guys, it's Coach Jay, and this week I'm here with my wife, Maria. Um, she's been mentioned a lot in the show, so I'm going to introduce you, and we're going to talk about who knows what. So, as I said, we're, I have no idea what we're going to talk about. Um, I figured it'd be a good time to get her on the show, introduce her. Um, she's been mentioned a lot. Our marriage ups and downs has been mentioned a lot. Uh, a lot of the things we've been through, um, when Shruti and I talked about in the episode of getting help and going to counseling, uh, I didn't hide the fact that my wife and I had been to marriage counseling. Uh, when we talked about dealing with adversity uh, with Jen, uh, mentioned that uh, my wife and both my sons have ADHD. I have self-diagnosed ADHD. Um, so how we deal with that, uh, so honestly, we've kind of been laughing all morning. If you heard the short back and forth, I said I don't know what to expect. I still don't know what to expect, but here's my wife, Maria, and like I said, I don't know where this is going to go. It could be interesting. Hi, how are you guys? <clears throat> um, you know, let's see where it goes, and uh, hopefully we can make everybody laugh or... <laughs> Just scratch their heads, you know, depending what uh, the conversation, where it goes. I'm going to vote for the scratching your heads. Uh, <laughs> so we, we, we talk about the, the ups and downs of marriage and that roller coaster ride. Um, I've always said it's a roller coaster ride, but for some reason we keep getting back in line. Uh, what part of the ups... I mean, outweigh the, the downs because, I mean, I know we've had some downs that have been extremely difficult um, at times that we don't know if we have a mom enough momentum to get back up to the top of the next hill. Um, what has made you think that we always have enough momentum, even as we hit those downs, to get back to the top of that next hill? I, I think it's just because we decide not to give up on each other and we just push through, you know, no matter how bad the hard times seem to be. And, uh, you know, family is a big thing for us because both of us had, you know, not particularly came from broken families, but, you know, like my father wasn't, uh, uh, even that it, w it was at the house, it wasn't really there much. Uh, all my activities with mainly with my brother and my mom, so... Uh, I guess we both try extra hard to um, be a family, but then, you know, for me to be there for the kids, and then uh, m things get messed up where I'm there too much for the kids, and then I forget about you, or vice versa, or I feel that I'm there too much for you, and then I'm forgetting about the kids. So it just becomes a balancing act, trying to figure out how to juggle both of them and to not uh, be f feeling like the kids are being neglected but also you're not feeling like you're being neglected well you kind of touched on a couple things there um going back to and the family thing i know one of the things that was mentioned when we did go to counseling is 
we never saw the model of the the leave it to beaver type of family i mean that that perfect family that we saw in in the older sitcoms where everything was perfect um the family ties and the the growing pains where it was everything just went well not the the roseannes and the and those type of families which are are and married with children which is more what family life is like um and my parents are divorced, uh, which has been mentioned. And in your case, and you you grew up in Portugal. You moved to the United States when you were 16. However, your mother moved here two years before that. So you you lived for two years without a, mo- a mother right there um, with a father, like you said, who wasn't involved as much as, as he could have. So just like I say about having kids, there's no owner's manual. There's no instruction book everyone operates different I mean no one we can tell you what to expect but it doesn't necessarily give you the exact settings on what to do and we were never given the ideal I mean, display or sample of what settings to, to put a marriage on uh, ourselves um, and then on the other thing you had mentioned I mean the balance of, of time and I mean, going back and forth between I mean, do you focus on being a mom? Do you focus on being a wife? Where's the balance? Where's the time? Um, I know that's one of the the issues for you. I mean, I've mentioned many times my older son, the ADHD emphasis on the H, the hyper. Um, with with you, it's the more the the focus and scheduling where you'll bounce back and forth, and and that can be tough at times. Um, and everything's a balance. I mean, I use the health thing as a balance. That the three legs of the tripod with physical, mental, and emotional health. Um, I know I mentioned in the last show the uh, about the movie scenes uh, where Jim and Jim's dad were sitting down and talking about how you're too focused on on the aspect of being mom and dad that you forget the husband and wife. What do you think is the best thing as far as making sure that in the case of a couple, uh, especially for younger couples, when all the focus is on, ooh, the new baby, and you, you see the commercials, you see it all the time when you talk to to parents that have especially multiple kids. I mean, the first one, you're super focused. The second one, you're a little more laid back. The third one, you'd almost let them roll down the stairs and I mean, dust them off at the end. It's, it's kind of like you start to realize they can bend a little more than you thought they could. Um, what would you suggest to, I mean, other couples, especially with with younger kids that haven't had the the years of bringing up kids, and how to um, schedule either schedule that time or um, make sure you have time applied to each aspect. Well, uh, I think when I first became a mom, you know. Moms are very paranoid in the beginning. I always got, uh, you know, told by your father, your mother, how, you know, once the second child comes, it's not as bad. And it was hard, you know, for me, because like you said, even that my mom was there, my dad was there. It was just like, uh, my mom was always working a lot of the times. So I had this lady that was living in with us, and most of the time I was spending with her. 
or I would go for the summers, I would go with my grandmother and my aunt, which is, she's only three years older than I am. So I wouldn't really spend that parent daughter, you know, time as much with my parents. So I try to do that as much as with the kids possible. The thing is, is that when you, I think being a new mom, the thing is, the big thing is support. Um, sometimes uh, being a new mom, you get overwhelmed with you. It was hard at first because your schedule, uh, made you get up having to get up at four o'clock in the morning. So it was really hard. So I was the one that was most of the time when they were crying or feeding had to happen. I was the one getting up. So when it came up to giving you that attention, it, I was so exhausted that I, it was just hard for me to try and and balancing that out and uh, having the support there and you did you did support me on many other ways like you did most of the cooking uh, everything so that helped out a lot is just I felt at the time in the beginning um, as I was the you know the parent that was always there for the kids changing the diapers doing the laundry making sure all of that was done um, so when you're a new mom and you're trying to, uh, you know, juggle all of that, it's, it's really, it's really hard. Um, but, uh, you know, it's like communication. It's a big thing, like you say. And I, I wasn't, communication was never my strong point because it was never in my family. It's still not your strong yeah, point. Yeah. So it just takes a long time for me to open up. And to let you know what's bothering me, and I think that's the past uh, few years, you know, I've gotten better. Sometimes I go back to, you know, what it is, so that's where the ups and downs happen, and I think I just have to continue, uh, you know, bringing up the communication part of it and working on it and letting you know how I feel what's bothering me because I don't want to hurt people's feelings I hold things to myself, and then it just bursts out, and it just makes it really hard. Well, communication, there's there's two parts of the communication. There's the communicating, like you mentioned, communicating your feelings. So obviously, you have to discuss what's bothering you. Like you said, if I, if here's one that drives you nuts, we have two bath mats. I guess one is technically a rug, another one's a bath mat. Either way. I take a shower. Usually it stays on there. I go out because I'm not going to put it up right away. It gets forgotten. You make a big deal that I can't put the back math on top of it. But you don't say anything. So then I do it again. You don't say anything. Then you go again. Next thing you know, um, it's like I'm, I'm getting attacked and pinned to the wall because I didn't know the bath mat. So there's that type of communication where if something's bothering you, you got to let it know before it becomes the Chinese water torture where it's just a drip, just a drip, just a drip, and then all of a sudden you have a hole in your head. Uh, and then there's just the communication in terms of communicating schedule, communicating just on the day-to-day -day life of communicating. All right, I'm going into work at this time. I'm coming out of work at this time. Hey, don't forget I have that appointment. Uh, I mean, going back to... To when we met, here, here's a case of communicating. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, like, I like bringing this one up, and it's probably been mentioned on the podcast. Uh, there's a thing called Portuguese time, and I'm sure every ethnic group calls it their time as well. But Portuguese time is basically you're late all the time. 
Maria was 45 minutes late for our first date. I keep telling her I should have only given her 30 minutes. This was before everyone had cell phones. She had a cell phone, but I had not yet had a cell phone. We're going back about 22 years at this point. Uh, So that's one of those things where knowing that she was running late, knowing that I would be leaving my house at roughly this time to get to the restaurant, she could have picked up a phone and communicated, hey, I'm running 45 minutes late. When you're running five minutes late, you don't know. When you're running 45 minutes late, you know and you need to communicate. And those are the tough things that you have trouble communicating as well, more so than the emotions. I'd say you almost communicate the emotions better, but the the realizing, which probably goes back to the ADHD, your, your schedule and where you're going and where you go off track, um, why do you run late? Because instead of just getting dressed and getting out the door, you put your pants on, fold some laundry, put your shirt on, maybe move the dishes. I mean, it's when you know you're you're not going on the right path, just communicating on those simple things, the day-to-day schedules. And now, like I said, with technology and I mean all our shared calendars, whether it be on our iPhones or Google calendars, or whatever, there should be no reason not to communicate. Oh, I know. You're right. Uh, You know, back then it was a little bit different. Um, One thing I I remember on that day was I got caught at work. I do working with banking. You never know when you're going to get out. So I got out later than I supposed to get out. And uh, it ended up being that, um, you know, I, you know, the thought in my mind at that time I was like why am I having to call him every single time probably and uh and you didn't have a phone so I'm at I don't know at that point whether you would still be home or not so I you know I I have no idea how it came to be you know in 84 no matter what back then is still had traffic but uh you know things happen for a reason so you decided to wait for me so now you're stuck (laughs) yeah like i said it should have been 30 minutes Mm -hmm. Uh, but now dealing with kids and stuff like that we have a little i'm making a microphone adjustment that's why the sound changed but the uh dealing with kids and the unified aspect of parents dealing with kids Um, obviously you want to be on the same team with your significant other with your spouse with the other parent whether you're a a married couple or you're divorced you you don't want inconsistencies from dad's house to mom's house Um, but sometimes there's times when you really think that your way is better and the other one is quote-unquote wrong Um, I know you and and Brian tend to butt heads more uh, often, and there there are times where I kind of bite my tongue because as parents, I need to support you, but there's other times when, you know what, he's right with what he's saying, so I don't want to jump in. Uh, So what's your suggestion to other parents that deal with this? And if we do have any teenagers listening that butt heads with their parents, um, what would you suggest on the way you handle, and we're talking teenagers, 13-year-old, 16-year-old, a little different with younger kids, but with teenagers, how would you go about 
the inconsistencies of, of parenting styles because not everyone's going to be the same. Even if you say you want to do it the same way, there's going to be differences. How would you go about that? I think the main thing is to listen to them, to see what's bothering them. And I know that bothers Brian gets bothered a lot by when I repeat myself, but I'd rather do that than having to yell at him or, you know, or I don't want to have to end up being the one that's taking care of it all the time. So then he is not the one that uh, doesn't have responsibility and doesn't learn because he doesn't want, he says, oh, you babysit us too much. It's, I don't want to be the part where uh, he's going to have his own family one day and he can't do things on him on, for himself. So that's why I get to his attention and I try to repeat myself a few times. I say, this is important. You need to do this. Yes, yeah, sometimes it might be something that it's petty, but it's just because I don't want it to be causing a bigger problem. And that's why I'm on him more than probably you are about stupid things, uh, as you say. <laughs> Uh, you know, and um, just try to um, guide him of, okay, this is how it should be done. It's not okay. You mentioned the mat. Because they see you do it, They both both, both boys do the same thing too. And it just drives me crazy because it's not only one of you. It's the three of you. So you told me, okay, so if the mat bothers you so much, just have one. So yes, I remove I remove the rug, which I hate because uh, when you're in the bathroom with the cold tile floor, I hate, and I a lot of times I walk barefoot and stuff like that. I hate being in the cold tile, so I got to make sure I wear slippers or something like that when I go to the restroom so I'm not sitting there in the cold tile because I remove the rug. So you have to learn how to compromise and just to... Um, listen it's one of the big things and I try to listen to him if something is bothering him or I did something and I try to correct it I don't always correct it uh you know I end up doing it again and it ends up upsetting him but that's part of being a parent you're gonna do things to upset your kids and they're gonna do things to upset you yeah I and mean, I think some of the repeating thing is because I've said it to you, the, the rapid fire repeating. You'll ask a question, and if we're in the middle of something or I mean, something as simple as, hey, don't talk with your mouth full, you'll, you'll ask a question, and you're like, huh, what, wait, Did, and you'll ask it again. It's like, hold on, give, give me a full minute, and then you can follow up. I mean, that'd be kind of like you work in a bank. If you called someone, and they said, let me think about it, and then you hung up the phone and called them back, 30 seconds later, said, so what do you think? I mean, <laughs> do you think you're going to get that deal or are you going to push them away? You got to give them time to, to react. You can't follow up so quick. So I think that's the, the thing with me and, and even with Brian. Um, there are times, obviously, as much as my kids, I mean, you, you've heard me explain that, I mean, the whole family does competitive archery. Both my kids play soccer. They're both musicians. So my kids do enough activities outside of electronics but at the same time they are kids they are teenagers they have their time I mean, in their phones in their electronics headphones on so sometimes you do need to 
I mean, repeat yourself or throw a pillow at them and make sure they're actually paying attention in, in, in this world, real world and not some virtual reality. Um, but yeah, sometimes it, it is a matter of just and given just that little bit of space and in the community going back to communication, it's, it's a big thing. Um, now, my question to you is how much pace should you give them? Because if it goes hours now that you ask them to do something and you repeat it again, it's not, uh, you know, I mean, wrong with that. I, I think it depends on the task. I mean, there was one time I remember we were we were watching TV, so we were eating on the couches, and we can see our TV from our our kitchen and our our living room, our our open floor plan, and we have a nice swivel wall mount, so we can watch TV. But every now and then, it's you know what we're having pizza, sit on the couch, put the movie on. And there was one time where Brian was done eating, and you asked him to throw away his plate. Now, first off, the plate on the ottoman was not screwing with anyone's and mental capacity or going to ruin their lives but you needed that plate picked up and he's like hold on I'll do it and you got on him for the plate and I and I just got aggravated at both of you because he could have just gotten up throwing the plate away to, to basically shut you up and you could have realized okay do I really need to make a big deal about the plate so when you're saying how much time you know what hey Brian don't forget to throw away that plate you know what if he, the next time he got his rear off the couch was 90 minutes from then that's fine that's not not an issue. Hey, on a Saturday, you got to mow the lawn and you need to fold the laundry. Okay. If you told them at 8 a.m. and at 4 p.m., one or both tasks weren't done, you want to remind them, hey, don't forget, you need to have these done by the end of the day. Now, there's other things that are, hey, we need to mow the lawn, but it's supposed to rain at one o'clock today and by noon you haven't started the lawn. Okay. Maybe now you're reminding them a little earlier. So I think it depends on what it is we need the information for, what it is we need, um, what needs to be done. I mean, Brian's one of the worst when it comes to, I mean, every parent out there knows what it's like to get those school fundraisers where I need this filled out or I need that filled out or I need a permission slip done or something like that. It's okay, when do you need the permission slip? Oh, I need to bring it in tomorrow. When did you get it? Oh, I got it last Thursday. So why are you telling me about it now? And now I need to be rushed. Um, so some responsibility has to go on. Myself, I told mom, I told mommy, and I'm like, when did you tell me? And I'm like, I told you probably at the, the, the time that I was going to go to bed that he decided that he's going to give me a blast of information when I'm ready to go to bed, and I just don't retain it at that moment. Well, that's like I tell you all the time. Communication about bills. Oh, I told you. No. When you mention bills and what you need for money, in the car as we're driving to a tournament or date night, that's mentioning it. That's not communicating. Communicating is having the non-existent binder with all our bills structured. Uh, that's that's having a communication. That's telling me about it. So you got to also remember, okay, when did you say this? Did you? I mean, is Brian getting out of the the car running to the bus to go to a game and you say oh brian don't forget you need to mow the lawn today no that's not the right time to do it, it you got to also make sure that communication is at the right time when some people are focused I and mean, it's I and mean, kind of like when you're asking permission to go go to the game with the guys you don't ask your wife while she's asleep on the couch that doesn't count it's like you gotta <laughs> you gotta do it at the right time and 
again, depending on the situation, how much time do you follow up? When's the right time to have it on the conversation? It's there's their appropriate times, um, but communication is definitely important. And and knowing, and even knowing that you understand, I know that's a thing that I've I've, I've said with you, um, and I've mentioned it before. Uh, and English is no longer your second language; it's your daily language. But growing up, Portuguese was your primary language. I mean, you didn't, probably didn't speak fluent. English until you were 17 or 18 years old, probably. I mean, you said at 16, you didn't really speak it fluently, correct? Correct. So I know when you start getting frustrating and when you start getting nervous, the English doesn't get bad, but it gets a little choppy. It, you'll, you'll say things backwards yeah. um, at times. You'll, you'll go to that literal translation. Your brain probably reverts back to Portuguese and you're trying to, rather than speaking English natively, you're translating in your head in, instead and, and there's times where things get lost in translation and, and I've said some one-liners I mean there's all those one-liners I remember one time you and I were having an argument and I just said all right well you got to stop barking orders at me which is a common phrase maybe it's not a phrase but you had never heard it before and and you just you're like oh so now you're saying I'm barking like a dog no I'm not saying you're barking like a dog it's a <laughs> phrase that gets used and it's like it some of sometimes those things can get get frustrating where there's miscommunication um, so especially if you're in a relationship where where one person um, their their first language might have been something different you might come up with a, a phrase or, or line that's not fully understood and even if both people speak the same language and you say something and you don't fully understand what's being said. My big thing is make sure you understand what's being said so you can reply as far as instead of reacting to what you heard. Well, reaction is a human, um, what do you call it? Uh, I don't even know the word for it in English. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, you're just always going to react, and that, well, to, you know, to certain things more, but, you know, and, and if the tone of voice is different than what you're used to, it's going to happen where you're going to get that defensive thing, uh, you know, you're going to put that wall because you always feel like you're getting attacked. So it, it's just hard not to react to certain things. And like you said, that barking thing to me, yeah, it, it didn't make any sense because in my mind, I, like you said, in English being my second language and, and now working in uh, where the bank where I'm working at in Naugatuck, which has a lot of bigger Portuguese community, I find myself speaking Portuguese a lot more. Now it's going to be to the point where even people now starting to notice my accent more again because I'm speaking Portuguese more fluently. So it just comes back naturally. So you, you feel the accent is coming back to your English. Yeah. Like we just, we actually just had dinner with a, a friend of mine who I grew up with. Uh, her mother's a good friend of my mother's and she lives out in Chicago and came out for for her high school reunion. So we had the opportunity to go to dinner with her last night. And she she was at our wedding. She was obviously at my, my mother's wedding. And so she met you 
20 years ago and I don't know if you've seen her in the past 20 years Uh, honestly can't remember but she commented on how your accent is less than it was 20 years ago Um, but I remember the same thing when I was I mean, coaching my powerhouse team at Caner, the my 05 championship team. I mean, we had first generation Portuguese, Brazilian, Capes Verdeans. I mean, it was the United Nation. And even the little Portuguese that I speak, where you pick on me because my family's from the Azores, from the islands, um, and it has more of a French accent, I was actually starting to pick up the Brazilian accent, which was driving me nuts. Um, so I understand how when you're, when you're around a... A culture you'll get that accent um, but the big thing on that is just the understanding and if you don't understand and yes reactions are common um, fight or flight being defensive is common um, but when you're trying to have a conversation with someone you have to make sure you understand what's being said um, I mean you're not going to sign a document that's I mean, you're paying for something if you don't fully understand everything. So you got to fully understand before you say, I mean, whatever your your piece is. Uh, and if you don't understand it, ask for clarification because sometimes, sometimes the the reaction is so far out of line, um, and yeah. makes and almost makes no sense to what was being said because you you misinterpreted things. So communication is is very important within a relationship. So try not to use complicated words when you start talking to me because... Well, that's like me saying, I mean, try not to use too many words when you talk to me and you just say, hey, you know how I talk. I mean, as you can see, uh, we're recording here. Um, normally when Trudy and I record, we record over Zoom and then I drag and drop our audio files into Apple's Logic. So with my wife and I in the same room, we're plugged directly into Logic and we can see our squiggly lines and... Uh, there's a couple cases where her squiggly line went on a little longer than probably necessary. Um, so that that's a, a big thing that we have. Like she's asking me, don't use complicated words where I don't think they're complicated. And there's times where she needs to go to the next door neighbor's house, but she goes all the way around the block instead of just to the right. I can get um, my exercise like that. <laughs> you all yeah, don't don't me. get don't get me on exercise. Yeah, don't yeah, don't don't get me on the exercise part. Yeah, that that's another another thing, the the exercise issue. Um so yeah, let's all right. So while while we're at it and I don't want to make this one too long. We're at about the 30 minute mark now. Um I mean, health overall. Um obviously my family, I've mentioned many times the the family heart history. Uh, the heart attacks, my father, my mother, my uncle, a cousin, both grandparents, I had the stent. Um, your family has a history of diabetes. And then recently you were on a heart monitor for um, basically a ra- in, in non-complicated words, a rapid heart rate um, and a mysterious rapid heart rate. It would, it would just sitting still, you'd go from resting heart rate to 200, just like that. Um, my big thing is I feel that I did not result in a heart attack because I've been working so hard on my health. Um, this didn't happen at 40 years old. It waited till 45 because, um, I'm working on my health. What does it take 
to get you to realize, you know what, maybe I need to do, like my father would call it PMS. No, not that PMS. It's preventive maintenance service. You don't wait for the timing chain to break, and then you got to repair the entire image or engine. You repair the timing change now it's preventive maintenance service you do services on on your equipment so things don't break you change the belts before they're completely worn out so something doesn't slip well that's the same thing with the human body you exercise for preventive care and not oh my god this happened to me let me go and do something now um what's it take to get you to finally say hey it's time to go. Now, I know you took time off. And I'm going to go back because I have said this many times on the podcast. We did a 12-week workout program where Maria could not do five decline sit-ups. By the end of the 12 weeks, she did five sets of 20. So she's been there. She's done that. She knows the results. She knows the positive and return that comes from exercising. But then when I had my stent, emotions come into it. She was scared. Understandable. Um, but the day I got my clearance from my cardiologist, I went and ran two miles. Now she went to run with me. I got about eight telephone poles ahead of her. (laughs) I turn around and she's like six telephone poles behind me. And I mean, I could have dropped dead. I thought she would have kept closer to me to make sure I was okay. But I mean, this is what happens with marriage after 20 years. She figured she'd just find me when she got there. Um, but what's it take to get you to realize, you know what, your family history with diabetes now there is a little heart thing in there what would it take you for you to realize this is just part of life just like every morning I get up and put my underwear on every morning I get up and do my exercise it just becomes part of the daily routine I mean how many people get up and they say oh I'm still half asleep yet they still get up and turn the coffee pot on because that's part of their routine it's muscle memory what's it take to make exercise just part of your muscle memory uh, I don't know. I, I, I'll tell you the truth. A lot of times it's pure laziness, and I admit to it. I, a lot of people think because I work at a bank that I sit on my butt all day. I don't. I'm, I think, one of the people that mo- moves the most ever. Like the other day I had customers laughing because they were saw that I had the Apple Watch, and they were asking me, how many steps do you do? And you know what is that blah 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 they were talking about the circles and i was explaining to them they were brazilian and i was explaining it to them and i told them i have um i have more steps probably than most people would think that for a person that works at a bank you know because i constantly move i'm the one getting up to get the drive up i'm the one that's you know standing most of the time doing things running back and forth and it's just I I don't stop so by the time I get home I just want to sit and relax and wind down and I'm like and Jason is like the energizer bunny so he's like okay we got to do this we got to do that and I'm like when is there a day that I can just sit and just like plop on the couch and do absolutely nothing believe you me we do have those days sometimes that's my self-diagnosed adhd (laughs) maybe you should switch with brian give brian the attention one and you take his hyperactivity oh my god it is just (laughs) (laughs) 
it, it's just always been like that with you. We, you know, people always comment, how do you guys do so much? Oh, you guys do so much all the time. You always here, you always there. And I'm like, well, you know, Jason went a kayaking. We started kayaking. Jason went a hiking. They started hiking. Hey, I slept in the woods last week, so I do, still do the hiking. Doing all of this stuff after a while, I'm like, okay, where's my glass of wine? Where I can sit on the couch and just relax, you know, and it, it just, and with the exercise, I enjoy walking and going for walks and stuff. I, I am not a fan of weights, things like that. I just, you know, never but, was. But you saw the results that you had doing that routine. Oh, of course. No, of course. I agree completely with you that it is something that you, I should continue um, you know, but it's just, I have to get that mindset. And I think because of everything, so much things in my mind going on with stress at work and things like that, it gets to a point that I'm like, your brain just can't. And I, I'm sure there's a lot of people that can relate to it with everything, especially the past couple of years, all the up and downs and uh, in COVID and everything that you just get like with everything in in the world going on and being out of whack that you get to a certain point that is just like why am I doing all of this but then I have to have you which puts me back into track and that's why you have those type of people in your life you're like my slap in the head type of person that wakes me up and Puts me into the right track. Make note, that's the proverbial slap in the head, not an actual slap in the head. Um, um, there might be an actual kick in the rear every now and then. But, uh, and, so, uh, uh, here's a, a couple topics. I, I have a book. It's an actual book. You can go and Google it. Um, the book is Money, Sex, and Kids, the three things all couples argue about. Um, we talked about kids already and how... Oh, one kid. No, well, we talked about how we have to deal with kids. Yeah, we mentioned Brian more. Dylan is, Dylan's a wise ass. Um, that's, that's it. Dylan's still has his baby face, hasn't had his growth spurt. He's 13, still a cute kid, still a sweet kid, but he's quick-witted. Um, yeah, high school, if you get a chance to look up Class Clown by George Carlin, um, a friend of mine, uh, my friend Aaron, who does the intro, he had this on vinyl. That's going to be Dylan. Um, we could be getting a lot of calls from the principal for his quick-witted tongue. Um, but we talked more about the kids and how we deal with kids. And, th and that's a common argument um, for many couples. Uh, another one is money. And I know, just to go briefly on it, I know we've argued finances many times. Um, my thing is more the organization or lack thereof in terms of money, not so much the dollars and cents, how much do we have and or not have. Um, what is your feeling on communicating ab about money and why Why is it such a sensitive topic? Uh, you know, uh, being... Make note, she did say she works at a bank. Yes, uh, I think I do because of that. And I see it and I can check at any time of the day that I want. I tell customers all the time of like customers come in. I said, I didn't know my account was overdrawn. 
I'm like, you have no excuse for that. You have an app on your phone. You can go and check your account. And you have alerts. You can put alerts on your account. So if your balance falls below a certain amount, you know, I have all of that. I check all of that. I check my account, our accounts at least three times a day. In the morning when I first get up, if I go on my lunchtime at work sometimes, and then like sometime in the evening, and even sometimes before I even go to bed. So at least three to four times I check the account. So I know if something, yes, everybody's going to mess up. You know, like even when you're mechanic, he always compares me to a mechanic not changing its oil. And, uh, you know, that's me with balancing a checkbook. Uh, you know, when you know you worked in cars for so long and you've done it for so long, you kind of just do a by fly. And then what happens is you miss something. And it, none of us are perfect. We always going to miss something. And, you know, and I've had hiccups where I messed up a few things, you know, and all right, because of lack of communication, I didn't talk to him. It's just because uh, we want to be doing things as a family and all of a sudden everything just catches up to you and you don't realize that you didn't, uh, you know, miscalculated something and you end up doing uh, more than what you were supposed to do. Well, that, But that's my argument on organization versus dollars and cents. If you, like you're saying, miscalculated, those calculations are done in your head. If they were documented, you, you, there might have been a better chance of actually, Not actually it. seeing it. Correct. Um, and then so and Money, Kids, not to go into details, but the book is Money, Sex, and Kids, more so on the intimacy aspect. I mean, I've told, um, and I coached high school sports for, for many years, so some of my athletes that are now older and, and starting to have kids, I would always tell them, make sure you have time for date night. Um, so the I just put it into your budget that your date's going to cost $30 more because you need to get a babysitter. I don't know what the rate of babysitters are now, but if you're paying 15 bucks an hour and you're out for Two hours, I mean, it's going to cost you $30 more. So your your dinner and a movie that would have cost you $70 now cost you $100. Um, what is your feeling on making sure there's a night outside of the house? I mean, I know everyone talks about like staycations to save money and you can still do a date night in your backyard. And I understand if you, if you have the environment in your backyard to sit around the fire pit and look out at the mountains and do whatever you, you do. Yeah, that's great, but there's something about getting out of your home and going and doing something. Uh, I mentioned we have a pizza place two blocks away. We can literally walk to the pizza place, buy a small cheese pizza, two glasses of water, and be out for 12 bucks on our date. I mean, it's like it gets us out of the house. And what's your feeling on how often that should be done and, and the consistency? I'm not saying every week at least, but even if it was once a week, you know what I mean? Uh, that like you said, you know, if you go and get a slice of pizza or whatever, not even having to get a small pizza, if you get a slice, uh, or whatever it is, the thing is sometimes with us we do so much it just gets so overwhelmed that sometimes you I miss out where okay where can we fit this in where you better add it with the scheduling than I am because my mind 
like I like that, you that said, I have ADHD. Doc, that goes back to the documenting <laughs> things. That goes back to using yeah. the calendar app and communicating. That, but uh, it, even that, the, the the date night doesn't necessarily need to be the pizza. I mean, you know, I'm up early. Today was one day where, and I moved slower than usual. Um, but here's one where it could have been, hey, we need to drop Brian off at the car wash at eight. Let's go do that hike. And just you and I go for the hike and, and stuff like that, where it doesn't need to be, dates don't need to be fancy. I mean, we go to last year with COVID and everyone's vacation got canceled and no one did anything big. I, that was probably the best vacation the two of us ever had, where we took a a road trip with no destination. The only destination was to go to Lake Placid, New York and do a hike. And I was literally looking at the weather and what Maria didn't realize was I planned to go to Old Orchard, Maine to to the beach, to the ocean, because she's more of an ocean person. And had the weather been, been crappy in Old Orchard, we would have went somewhere else. I don't know where it would have been, but it worked out. And we literally did a huge hike, spent the night in the hotel, did some driving. So it was our time in the car, talking together, having communications, opening up with each other, um, going to Maine, walking on the beach. Um, again, it wasn't the nice full-blown beach day because we avoided the crowd. COVID was still really heavy last year, so we just went and sat there in the evening, but she got her lobster rolls multiple times. Um, <laughs> so it was it was that trip we needed. Um, I mean, I just, I just did it, and I'm going to go on to this topic next. I just did a, a trip out to, to Utah, that I mentioned, uh, where I went to see Jen, who helps out with the podcast when Shruti isn't here. Um, and I realized how cheap flights are. I mean, and that could be because people aren't traveling. Uh, obviously, supply and demand, the prices of trips go up, up and down. But when you look at how inexpensive it is, and now that I have a more flexible schedule, I mean, I told her, we need to hop on a plane every now and then. I mean, even if it's a case of... I mean, a short flight. I mean, I'd love to go see Nashville. We hop on a plane on a Thursday, fly to Nashville, spend two days there and fly back. Um, it, it's something that you need to make sure you have that couple's time in there. We need to do the family things as well. Uh, of course, there needs to be the four of us going out and doing things, but we also need to make sure we do stuff together. Uh, and I just think it's important and it should definitely be within the budget. I mean, for those of you that drive through the Dunkin' Donuts drive through every single day, I mean, skip one coffee a week and by the end of the year, between you and, and your spouse, you'll have enough money to do the trip. And I remember seeing something a financial advisor said hey, if you buy a can of soda out of the vending machine for seventy five cents and you buy one at your break and one at your lunch, you went from seventy five cents to a dollar fifty to three dollars if your spouse is doing it times five days times I mean fifty two weeks and and what whatnot you realize how much money you do have available to do other things um, just downgrading from that large to the small um, and it's a it's what's the priority and I I think it's really important for couples to have their time together and it's not not neglecting the kids. Um, it's not not doing stuff with them, but you need to make sure, I mean, that stays strong. I mean, in in theory, our kids can be out of the house in two years and five years. Then we'll and, have plenty then, of time to get two things together. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, yeah, if we don't drive each other nuts by then. <laughs> All right, so one last thing. Uh, this one is running a little longer, um, 
But one thing I want to discuss, and I know you don't know what's coming, just like I said initially, that I had no idea where this was going to go. Um, but one topic that we discussed, um, Shruti and I discussed it. Uh, it's been brought up a few times. I know you get questioned about it. I get questioned about it. So the big thing is I, I just took a, a trip out to Utah. Um, it was a much needed trip. Uh, I went to see Jen, who's a good friend of mine. I went to go hike a completely different landscape with the Red Rock instead of the, the, the green mountains and hills of the Northeast, uh, which was amazing. The fact that I, w- I have a schedule that allows it where I was so restricted with the shop for so many years. Obviously, the part that comes up is, oh my God, you're going to stay with quote unquote another woman. Um, and then on a smaller scale, I have good friends here that I, I meet with for lunch and dinner that have been I mean, not only good friends to me, but also our, our coaches. Um, I know you have friends that are males that you have been out with. What is your feeling? And I know you and I have discussed this, um, but what is your feeling on that whole aspect of friendships of the opposite sex? And I, mean, I know Shruti mentioned how when we say my husband, my wife, or actually um, that might have been Dulcie that said it, and then we Shruti and I brought it up, was it's not an ownership thing. It's a partnership. Mm-hmm. It's not an ownership. Um, we shouldn't control the other person. We shouldn't mm-hmm. set limitations on the other person what they can do and what they can't do um so what is your your feeling on that um uh, bolivia media is always going to be a little bit of jealousy not particularly because you're going with a girl it could be a guy i don't know it's just you know because you're giving your time to someone else i think that's going to be more of the jealousy part of it not because you particularly with a girl or not and you went away i i've been with you for 20 years so if i don't trust you you know what's the point of being with you you know if you i see so many people so many relationships they are so toxic because they are checking uh what they doing all the time they like Half of the time you ask me, oh, did you see the post on my Facebook? I'm not even going there to just check to see what you're doing on Facebook. You know, I happen to see it. I see it. It's not something like where there's those people with a relationship. They're checking every single post their partner does, who they with, what who they're not with. It just becomes a little bit, you know, uh, ridiculous. And I don't want that, you know, with all the ups and downs that we have already, I think that would have added more. I don't think if I didn't trust you, our relationship would have not lasted this long, you know, because we have as much as we do have our differences and, you know, we uh, sometimes uh, don't agree with certain things. That's one of the things that we both agree with, that if friends are important to us, uh, you know, whether it's a guy or a girl, it, the friendship is there. And it's always good to get a different point of view from a guy or a different point of view from a girl, like in your case, because it just makes you a better person. It's just either that girl is either going to be on my side or they're going to maybe look make you look at things the different way. 
So sometimes it is to my advantage when you, you know, having uh, another female friend and, you know, and I, it's not that you hide things from me because you're always open with me. So I don't have to worry about that, you know, and if you do something, it is on your conscience. So to me, I'm a big believer of uh, you, you are the person you are inside so you have to your feelings you have to be true to your feelings and if you're not if you're going to do something that you think that it's going to hurt someone else why do it you know why uh especially if it's someone you love why would you what hurt someone that you love and i don't feel that you would do that because i know that you love me you know, and I don't think that it would get to that point where you would, uh, you know, go on vacation, like they say, another female or another woman or be visiting with someone to just do something that you know it's going to hurt me. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it, it seemed to be the big thing. I didn't get as many comments on my page because most of my good friends, uh, they know I have friends of the opposite sex, uh, Jen did get a, a lot of comments and, and I, I just find it. And I, and I've said this many times on the podcast, if you're ruling out half the population of possible friendships, you're doing yourself a disservice. Correct. Um, but I figured we'll, we'll get it from, here's another phrase from the horse's mouth. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, so it, it's just, Figured there. Now, now you heard the answer direct from the source um, as to why we have a relationship. I mean, if she says, hey, I mean, Rui called me. I'm going out for dinner with him. Okay, enjoy. Have fun. Um, so this was uh, this was a fun one. Um, like I said, I had no idea where it was going. Nothing was scripted. I have no notes. Um, it just went in its own organic direction. And I hope you guys were able to take some information out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, of our craziness here. Yeah, I hope you, I'm sure you scratched your heads at times and uh, went a little longer, but that's where the conversation took us. And uh, we'll see you again next week. Thanks. Bye. Shift Mindset Podcast is for entertainment purposes only. While the suggestions, strategies, and practices we have given have been proven successful for our personal use as well as clients we have worked with, these recommendations should not supersede instructions given by any licensed professionals, including but not limited to your primary care physician and mental health professionals. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today for the PowerShift Mindset Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at The PowerShift Mindset, and also visit thepowershiftmindset.com. Thanks again for listening to The PowerShift Mindset.